we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here in California. With my co-host. You always say with my co-host. Okay. Well, now, y'all, the jig is up. You all know I'm in New York. (laughs) I was trying to make it like a fun thing where I'm like, I'm in California. You'd be like, I'm Matthew and I'm in New York. But I Yeah, that might have worked when we were in person, you loser. (laughs) When you would have like the vibe it's we're over the the FaceTime right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, yes. Uh, this is Matthew McFarland reporting live from New York City. I managed to make it here alive. I luckily got here before Hurricane Ida decided to yeah. um, make an appearance. The basement. In my, yeah. The basement in my apartment building flooded, but that apparently is normal. Welcome back to New York, everyone. Welcome back. I feel really good. I'm really excited to be here. I love my apartment. I love my neighborhood. It's just been a great day and a half back. Um, But I miss you, Edward. I do. How's California? How's the weather? It's kind of gloomy. Literally the last day you were here, I remember it was like really cloudy and gray and gross. And it's just kind of lingered. Yeah, the city is sad that I am gone. (laughs) You know, the South Bay is severely upset that you're not here anymore. So they're taking it out on the weather. So you'll have to come visit. You have to come visit Toot Sweet because uh, it's a magical place. And California is gloomy right now. So, you know. Yeah, so I'll I'll have to come say hello. But before we get into podcasting, we have a little bit more gloomy news that we just need to say really quick. Oh, I know exactly what you're going to say. And I'm so sad about this. So go ahead. Yeah, we just want to send all of our condolences and our love to the Leakes family, Nini and her sons, and everyone else attached to Greg. Um, when I heard the news, I was actually very upset because he was – I feel like I know him because I've watched him for so much, mm-hmm. through, you know, on Atlanta. And him and Nini were always so much fun together. Yeah. Um, I just – you know, my heart breaks. It's hard seeing people that you've watched and, you know – formed a relationship even though it's not real like it's a TV yeah of course no, of go. course yeah I love Nini so much you know I definitely I went back and forth a lot with her over the years but I've always really loved her a lot and I always felt that her her journey with Greg has been so fraught these last couple of years like between their divorce and their remarriage mm-hmm. and then their separation again and then his cancer she's just been put through a lot and for him to die at only 66, it just, it really, really broke my heart. And I hope that she is okay. I hope that she can heal. Um, I hope they bring her back. I think that it might be good for someone like her to process all of this <laughs> on Atlanta. I know that sounds crazy, but like someone like Nene Leakes, I feel like if she's surrounded by those women and she's with Cynthia Bailey, I don't know. I feel like that might be healing for her. Not for everyone. This is a very special type of person. I just feel like Nini, it would be good for her. It would be good for her to be back with those ladies, kind of back home to Maybe. kind of grieve. Yeah. Um, but sending well, all we'll see. But I don't know. Her. She could also not want to do it because, you know, things are rough. But we'll see what happens with Nini. We miss her on our TVs. I mean, not everyone does, but I miss myself <laughs> some Nini. She was good. She was good television. I do, too. I mean, if you're going to compare her to Kenya, like, I'll take Nini any day. Which is like, you know, Kenya's supposed to be on Dancing with the Stars this season. So that's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we'll see how she does. 
On a lighter note, um, the Vanderpump Rules trailer came out this morning. Yes, we got the we got the official title for Real Housewives All Stars, which is Ultimate Girls Trip. Oh, cute! So it's Real Housewives Ultimate Ultimate Girls Trip. That's fun. R H U G T. So rugged. <laughs> and then we got the trailer literally it dropped like an hour before we hopped on the mic That's of Vanderpump amazing. Rules season nine it looks so good it looks exciting there's drama still there's all love. those people I that mean, were saying that oh Jackson Stassi and Kristen what will they do without the drama instigators um just take a look at the trailer. Lala blasting off. Ariana falling on her ass, bringing a glass. Sheena saying, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And then cut to her balls out crying. She's like, I it, just want to be with my baby. Get me out of here. It looks okay. fantastic. I can't wait. James is popping off, even though he's still sober, but he still has got that mouth. So we know that is truly he who he is. He looks great, too. He looks really He looks really healthy. good. Yeah. No, he looks he looks amazing. We get to see him and Raquel's engagement. We've got Charlie back. I think she's really the only one of the newbies that's back is Charlie. So good for her. Yeah, we'll see. I love her. I love I'm going to give her, her another so chance. I will give her another chance. I just don't I know I think you her. will like her this season. But it does look like it's drama filled. And it looks like kind of the most of the fights are going to be th- between like the Toms and their wives. Yeah. Well, it looks like it's going to be between Sandoval and Katie. It mm. looks like they're gonna, they're finally having it out. Like they've, they've been at odds like secretly. For years now, but we're, I think we're finally going to flesh all of this out between the two of them. Schwartz's boyfriend great. and his girl and his wife yeah. <laughs> are going to be going head to head. And speaking of the Toms, we have an announcement that oh, we need to make. Oh my dear Lord. I had blacked it out. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and tell him. Just tell him. So a couple episodes back, we said we did something really exciting and fun that kind of just happened on a whim. And that you all would know about it very soon. Well, if you are watching Bravo right now, you might have noticed that they're playing old episodes doing Watch Party with Tom and Tom. So they're doing the special show where they are going to be, and they have been, watching shows with fans across the country <laughs> and, you know, giving their takes on everything. We were on that show. Yes, we were. Uh, Eddie, myself, and two of our friends were picked to be on a team and watch an old episode of Vanderpump with the Toms. And it was honestly really fun and crazy and random, but I'm so mortified about what I look like on camera and what I said and did that, um, I might have to have someone watch it for me. (laughs) I don't know if I can watch myself. I'm stressed about it. I don't know if I can watch it. I feel like little BTS we were waiting to shoot for like five hours so and we and I had three ring lights up we were supposed to be drinking so like I feel like I'm puffy and sweaty and my hair is deflated and and we all had a little too much it just yeah it was it was wild it was super fun to do so much fun though yeah the team was were super nice and it was the toms were so nice and so funny and the other team that we were uh you know on the show with were a group of uh, ladies from Florida that were very kind. So next Tuesday, I think, or Wednesday? Yes, 9, 7 is nine, the date seven that we'll be at on. 9, 7 at what time? 9 or 10? We probably should know this. I believe it's 10 p.m. Eastern. And on your DVR, folks, it's kind of say Vanderpump Rules. And I only know this because last night I was doing uh, my homework for today's podcast. And the Tom and Tom watch party was on with the ladies. Uh, they were watching uh, Salt Lake City uh an old episode from Salt Lake City, season one. 
And Heather Gay came on as a guest star. And I was shocked that I was watching it, but it was on my DVR. It said Salt Lake City, not Watch Party with Tom and Tom. So next Tuesday on the 7th, if you see uh, Vanderpump Rules at 9 or 10 o'clock, it's going to be us. <laughs> so exciting. So much fun. All right. So that's all of the, I guess... News, news on the Rialto. Yeah, news on the Rialto. All that. So we've got Shaw's, we've got Potomac, we've got Beverly Hills, and we've got New York. Which one do you want to start with today? I think, well, I think we should start with Shaw's and wrap that up since it's over now. The finale is done. But I got to say, just as a general note, every episode was so good this week, including New York. And I'll talk more about New York when we get to it. But Every episode oh, was New York. so, oh my God, I New York was, it was the York. episode that we have been waiting for all season and it was the last one, but again, we'll, we'll dive in more in a minute, but every episode was great. And the Shaw's finale was no exception. The part two was really, really great. I have to say Paulina has really centered herself on the show as the main source of conflict. And I know people are going to say it's Mike, but I don't think it's Mike anymore. I think it's Pauline. I think Paulina is the one that people are really mad at. That's going to cause conflict for future seasons because in this reunion, we saw it here. She went back on everything. She said everything she did. Yep. Like I felt like I don't know how destiny did it where she was like, I'm not going crazy right now because I mean, she was calling out Paulina for being like, you pulled me to the side on Halloween. You pulled me here. And she Pauline was like, I was too drunk on Halloween. Like basically every single thing that she had said to destiny, she went back on at the beginning of this reunion. And it was like, I'm getting this whiplash. Is stupid. Yeah. I'm getting whiplash. Every other moment we have with Paulina, the, the story is completely different. What I think is going on is that Mike is doing something behind the scenes, emotionally, mentally, maybe even physically that's keeping her in line and is maybe, you know, gaslighting her, brainwashing her. I don't know. The two of them together at this reunion were just all over the place. They were deny, deny, deny. I can't believe they're engaged. That's just absurd. I still can't get over it, even though like they announced it last week. I felt so bad for Destiny even more this week, just because she sat there with her arms in the air being like, I don't know what to do. And I don't know how to be a good friend anymore because I'm being bamboozled by this girl that I thought was my friend. Yeah. And I just, I just don't buy any of what she's saying about Mike. Like he is not a good guy. He wants to do his own thing. I mean, Gigi was very vocal about this at the reunion being like, I want like a polygamous relationship. Like I want to be with a bunch of people and like kind of do my own thing, which is what Mike wants as well. But he's trying to trick himself into being like, no, I want to just be with Paulina. He's never and Paulina's be happy. like, I'm believing this too. Yeah. He's never no. going to be happy unless he goes to therapy and figures this out or he just accepts what he wants and what he needs. And he just goes out and finds a relationship that works for him. And same with Paulina. She goes out and finds something that works for her. I hope that we don't have to hear more about this stuff next season. I'm, I'm really done with the Mike and Paulina stuff. Like I'm kind of like destiny and Reza and MJ and Nima and Gigi. They all seemed like they were like, we don't want to hear about it anymore. You no. guys do. And your I don't thing. either. Yeah. I yeah. don't either. I don't want to hear it about it anymore. I hope that next season we don't deal with it. Uh, I do think we're going to see the break of another relationship next season though. And I'm going to tell you who's Reza Reza mm-hmm. Reza and Adam. I just the think no, they're the on whole two different no kid, Yeah. The whole no kids thing was really sad to watch. And just seeing him break down and be like, things change. Like, you know, like there's opinions and all that. It just, it really broke my heart because I know Adam wanted kids and it seems now Reza feels like he can't have kids cause he's going to like screw them up beyond repair, which might be true. But 
it doesn't mean you shouldn't still have the opportunity to feel that love. And I feel like he wants it deep down, which is why he was so broken about it. But I just feel like with the change of heart, he said their relationship's in a rough place. I just feel like it's not going to work out. And I feel like this fight between him and MJ and him wanting to honestly see MJ more than he's respect. Uh, sorry. Seeing Shams more than he's respecting Adam's wishes to like not be anywhere near MJ and Tommy. So it's like, he's like, okay, so you're choosing your friends in the show and this other side instead of your husband. Yeah. Can you I mean, up? it all just seems so much in process. I looking at Reza, it just seems like he's still grappling with it and he's very conflicted about it. And it, it seems like it's a conversation they're literally having in like in, in real time. And it, it's, really sad. And I, again, I don't even like Reza that much. It just seemed like he was really negatively affected. And also MJ and Tommy don't seem like they're doing well either. No, I think they're in this weird dichotomy where Tommy understands that like they need MJ to stay on the show because it's good income and it's just good for their lives. But at the same time, he wants her to, to not be around those people. It's, it's really bizarre. I don't know where his logic is coming in there. Well, I think this is also, maybe the problem with this friendship group friendship group as a whole, which is why none of them have had successful relationships really, which is they are all just so attached to each other that like their partners are auxiliary members in their lives. Like they can switch out their partners and it really wouldn't matter as long as that core group is together. Yeah. Cause the shots you know have mean? to stay the same. Yeah. Like, like Mike can have all these different girlfriends or whatever. It doesn't matter as long as he's, you know, still friends with like Reza and MJ and his, like his family and Gigi. And then you have Gigi who's straight up like, I don't need to be fulfilled in any other way except sexually. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to like, I really need. I agree. Well, and the thing that also gave me whiplash uh, and kind of was confusing to me was MJ and Reza's relationship because Every other moment, it was like Reza wanted them to reconcile and he wanted them to be good. And then he was like, I'm actually happier than I've ever been these last few years without you. I'm really good. I'm at peace. I brought the restraining order down because I knew it would be good for you. But I'm not holding my breath anymore about Shams. I'm not holding my breath anymore about Tommy. It just, it, it, I, again, whiplash. I just, I don't know what other word to say. It just, I, I, he just kept flip-flopping on his opinion about what he felt about MJ and their relationship. And she finally admitted like it's difficult for she said i wrote it down it's difficult for you to make friendships and not make room for me like it really triggers mj when that stuff happens i mean i think everyone's just confused about where they stand with each other and with themselves even they're all just kind of lost right now i feel like it's kind of a time where i think covid kind of hit them maybe a little bit harder than it should have Mm -hmm. and now they're struggling with it i agree I agree. And no London. Did you notice that? London did not make appearance at all in either reunion. I'm kind of glad. I mean, she just popped in and popped out. No more London. No it more was London. I, 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 I feel bad putting so much like stock in her early on because she really fizzled out. Really fizzled out. Well, bye London and hello pie. I liked that they ended with pie. I thought that was, thought that was very cute. cute. Very cute. I'm- Glad that Destiny and Mike hugged it out. I'm glad MJ and Reza had their moment backstage, but it's like for them, it's hot and cold. Like I really don't know what's going to happen once the cameras are off and they're back in the real world before the next season starts to shoot. Yeah. I'm excited though, to see the Shaws back out in the real world without COVID. I think that's really going to help out a lot of these shows, except for Dallas. 
but by Dallas. I'm ex- yeah, by Dallas. But no, Shaw's was a great season, all things considered. I really liked it. Uh, I think MJ, not MJ, I'm so sorry. Gigi is still my favorite character. Gigi and Destiny, I think. Okay. Are still my favorite. Okay. But uh, I'm looking forward to what comes next for these guys. I am. I really am. I mean, who knows? Maybe Neiman will have a little web series shoot off where he dates all the Bravo celebrities because she would Paige be Jules a great Garcelle. show. He's been through them all. Well, he hasn't. I don't think he's met Garcelle yet, but I would be interested in that. But I don't know. I don't know. All right. Thank you, Shaws, for a great season. <laughs> it was a good COVID season. We're ready for you to come back. Yes, please. In the real world. And yep, we'll yep, see you yep. next season. Okay. Potomac. Let's get to Potomac. It was so good this week. I can't stand Giselle, but I did love how she was so unbothered. Yes. By everything. Sitting there, just sipping the rem- the remnants of her drink. Just unbothered. It would, if I were Wendy, I would be going fucking nuts because she'd be pissing me off. But as an audience member, I enjoyed Giselle degaffing it up. I really did. She did not care. I also loved Robin just drunk talking to herself. Talking for like to herself? Two what? minutes and being like, I was like, what is she? And she's like, girl, like, blah, blah, blah. I was like, what is going on here? This whiskey really did hit them in a funky way. It did. Well, and I think, I think that's why Karen was so vulgar. Because So let's cut to the cottage when... Karen yes. literally goes, well, Giselle likes to butt fuck you without permission. Out of nowhere. Like, it rolled off the tongue so easily. I was like, you had too much whiskey tonight. <laughs> but they had just well, she enough. Knew what she had to say. They all had just enough. Like, just enough to where they're not too drunk, but they're drunk enough to where they can say really great quotable stuff. Fun moments. Yeah, I liked seeing Wendy doing the correspondent thing. I thought that was smart yes. for production to put in as well because everyone's being like, who are you now? You're not a correspondent. You're not doing this. You're doing that. And it's like, no, she still is doing this. She's just doing everything on top of it. Yeah. So Yeah, Robin and Giselle are just going about this all wrong. And, and Candace, again, is the voice of reason because Candace said this at some point during the episode where if you really cared about her, you'd go to her privately and you talk to her woman to woman, you wouldn't bring it up on camera and you wouldn't bring it up without her around. And you all did all of that, especially Giselle. I also loved that they called Robin out for touching her vagina for miming. That, that was wild. I'm glad that like someone like, can we rewind and go back to that? Because we all just slid right past that. Like it was no yes. fucking deal. <laughs> that was so great. I'm happy Ashley was able to be with her boys. I thought it was funny when she was like, oh yeah, Dean's defiant like his father. I was like, oh, that's not, that's not a good joke. Let's not, let's not do this. But that ring was a cute thought. That was a really cute idea. I thought that was special. It In was the theory, ring with all the four yes. stones, but yes. from, but from Michael. It's not that it's from him. It's the ring itself was not very cute. I have to say it looked funny to me. The sentiment was really sweet. I, I, I'm all about that. It just wasn't something was that I would want to wear. You know, Ashley, I'm sure loves it though. I was going to wear it every day, but I thought that was a little ridiculous. Okay. I was dying at Mia talking about her birth story when they were all going around and saying their birth stories, yeah. kind of like talking about, and her man not being there, going to the club across the street because he couldn't handle the birth because it was so intense. Then coming back with a PlayStation that they plugged in. <laughs> what? Mia is the real thing. She is slowly but surely just showing us like, oh, I have so many layers. Like I'm like put together now and I run businesses now and I look like put together, but I have had a crazy fucking past. And throughout the season, I'm just going to just drop little Easter eggs for all of you to enjoy. I really like her a lot. I, she's really growing on me, and I, I think she's so great. I didn't give her a chance at first, but now she is really growing on me as well. 
Yeah. Okay. The music video competition. Oh, the, the worthy of think? video honus competition? Yes. Yes. Uh, I thought it was awesome. Uh, Robin was in the Bad Boys for Life video? That I, was crazy. When she was like, oh, yeah, I was a video girl. I was a I was in a P. Diddy video. I was like, what? I mean, uh, but that makes total sense. But that like, makes total sense. Casual drop. Like, yeah. Robin, lead with that. That's like one of the coolest things about you. And Giselle has no rhythm. No, she can't dance. Those were the two biggest she takeaways. She can't dance. Robin was in a P. Diddy video and Giselle has no fucking rhythm. Those were the two. And Wendy and Escala did not put any effort into theirs. I was disappointed by their fail dance. Well, I, yeah. There was no choreography. But I think they, they were, were just like, dancing. whatever. Whatever. You know? Karen I mean, Solo. Karen Solo looked great. She deserved it. She deserved that solo. Okay. All right. Okay. Speaking of Potomac, we saw something that, on, I, that I showed you that actually ties into this episode. Karen Huger has a, a commercial out for Surrey County. Oh, it was great. Yes, it's so good. And Her voiceover is so, so good. good. It's wonderful. I was like, she's like, hi, I'm Karen Huger, and I'm from Surrey County. But and it's si- so wonderful. Since you brought it up, though, not swearing in. Like, I know, I know it was COVID. I get it. <laughs> but, like, what, girl, why was- are you on a mic? Why are you on a mic? There are seven people there. You don't need a mic. You, you can just project, you know? Yeah. And, like, could they have just bestowed the honor on Karen and say, hey, we will do a ceremony as soon as COVID. We'll do a whole thing. Yes. Yeah. Didn't need a mic. <laughs> and then Ray she getting got- on the mic. Oh, my God. Like- okay. Well, I was like, yeah. Well, the first thing I thought when I saw those seven people in the crowd, I was like, friends, family, and guests. Like, there's maybe two guests. The rest are, like, from the city, like, government workers. <laughs> it was just so silly to me watching that. And, I I mean, I did be like, oh, it's COVID. But then I was like, mm, it's also, they're still doing this. Which is also makes me, like, confused as to why Ray was like, oh, did you bring up the dumb? And, like, and was, like, trying to get her to do, like, the company press in the middle of this like speech for five people f- four of which were government well, workers karen's the, karen's the cash cow now she's yeah yeah he's no dummy he's like i gotta make sure she plugs the product which can we talk about the product she was plugging okay the like, three wick what? candle versus the one wick candle there's a difference Matthew. it's so different no no you're right it's so different but like that, okay, we're joking, guys. That's not different at all. That's so messed up that Karen didn't mention it at all. And she wouldn't have either at this moment if Ray hadn't talked about it. No, and I... I shady, but I also shady, can, shady, shady. No, but I also kind of see where she would be coming from by not saying anything about it because I could see her being like, Wendy's really, like, interested in this. Like, Wendy's, like, you know, is excited. I don't want to throw her off or make her feel like, since I'm doing this too, she can't do it. But see, that's not how it comes off. It comes off like you kept this from her. You know what I mean? Like it, it, that's not how, that's not the natural way to, I don't know. That seems unnatural to me. Like okay. Wendy brings up candles and she goes, Oh, actually I have some expertise or I have some ideas or I have some knowledge LaDom's in this area. Cause LaDom just right finished working on her own candles. So let's, you know, because it's not that both candles can't live in the candle marketplace. It's all housewives product can all live in the same universe. Even if it's the same thing, because people don't buy it because it's a candle. People buy it because it's a housewives product. So exactly. Karen should have just been like, Oh, let me help you. Like I did my own. It's like, you know, it's like, it, it would be different if 
you don't see anyone getting mad at, at you don't see one of the housewives getting mad at another housewife for putting out a single. I mean, they might, but they don't get mad publicly because like it's the name of the game. Yeah, everyone can put out a single. Everyone can put out a candle. Everyone can put out a wine. Just it let is funny them, though that a free housewives market. But like, pretty soon we're gonna have literally six different candles from Potomac alone. <laughs> Yeah, every every, right every housewife from Potomac is coming out with their own line and label of candles, so make sure to check those out. What did you think of the way Robin spoke to spoke to Juan? Oh, when she calls him my dinner. irrelevant or my non-relationship. Robin, why are you making it worse? Why are you making She's it making worse? She's making it so much why worse. Why are you acting like a five-year-old and making it so much worse? Like, you know... I. It's a perfectly valid thing to say that you are a ride or die for Giselle and that you literally ignore and put blinders on when Giselle says and does really shitty things. And then when people do the same thing that Giselle is doing to you or to someone else, you go apeshit. And it's like, grab your torch and pitchforks. It's like, that's not fair. And I, if, I no. Wendy, if I was Wendy, I'd be like, we're fine, but like, I, don't, I know who you're like, loyal to and like, we're not going to mess around. I also loved, I don't know who it was, I think it was the Scala, but I love when the argument got really heated and someone was like, we got bread pudding, press the Lord, bread pudding, got bread pudding. Like someone was just super stoked about that. Put the bread in the pudding, in the pudding, in the bowl, put oh! the bowl in the belly, the good for the Oh my God. Bread pudding. <laughs> By the way, y'all, if y'all don't know what that is, you should. It's called uh, Corn Pudding from the hit TV show Schmigadoon on Apple TV Plus. If you haven't watched it, you are uh, missing out. It is the greatest. It's. It's a great show. This dinner was a little explosive, but I think that all in all, things have kind of settled a little bit, at least until next episode. I think we're going to finally be done with the trip, right? Yeah. I get why they're staying a little longer because it's COVID and they want to like milk, you know, if you're going to go on a trip, milk it in the time of COVID. I understand that. But I, I think it's time to leave Williamsburg. Um, yeah. I believe next week is the salad throwing incident between Mia and Cam. Oh, so Am it's I not going to calm down at all. No. I was like, I was yeah. like, I feel when you like said that, I, I was are... thinking like I maybe for an, an episode, but then we have the salad throwing, and that that's not. Yeah. I mean, you know, these ladies always pick it up when they drop it low. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was another but, phenomenal episode. Potomac is just the best. But I'm so excited for the rest of the season because they released that mid-season like what to expect trailer. That's all like done around the wedding or the renewal of vows with Karen and Ray. So I'm very excited to see what's to come. If you guys have not seen that trailer. Go check it out. It's really funny. It's really fun. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get to Roni and the community dick of Harry Dubin. Harry fucking Dubin. So this was by far the best episode of the season. Mm -hmm. I wish the whole season had been like this. And by the way, y'all, I'm going to say this again as we wrap up the season. The season not being very, very good. And I mean, I still enjoyed it. I thought there was so much to take away from the season, but I know a lot of people didn't enjoy it. I don't want to hear anymore that it's Ebony's fault. I really don't. If you think it is, y'all, I just suggest that you take a minute and think about that. It's way more Ramona's fault than anybody else's was why this season wasn't an enjoyable experience, I think. And with that note, though, this episode was so... So freaking good. I was dying from the very beginning. I have a question though, at the very top. When Luann was talking to Harry and was saying like, I've had a drink or something, was she was she pretending to be Ramona? Or was she saying that Luann has taken a drink? 
I think she was pretending to be Ramona. Because Harry was like, you, oh, you've had a drink or you've had some drinks. And Luann was like, yes. And I wasn't paying attention. And so I wasn't sure. At first I freaked out thinking, oh my God, Luann's drinking and no one's saying anything. No, I, was I like, think oh, she was wait. saying I yes. She, she was answering, yeah. As Ramona. She was Ramona. on the phone, yeah. on Ramona's phone, pretending to be Ramona. So yeah, that made me nervous at first. But yeah, good. Okay. I just wanted to get that clarified before we moved into the rest of it. But yeah, I wasn't sure. Was not sure. Luann was not drinking I feel like I would have Literally started the episode Talking about it Being like Luann is an alcoholic (laughs) Once again She could not Stay off the bottle She cannot help herself But this I mean I have to agree I thought this episode Was so much fun It was so funny These ladies really Just like let loose And just enjoyed Each other's presence I thought the Imposter dinner Which we'll get into Was the best idea I thought it was A literal therapy session For them Oh 100% I was dying first when they gave their like worst sex stories and they were going through. Yeah. They've all had a hard time with like tiny penises. What an epidemic (laughs) between these women. (laughs) Truly. I guess in New York, I guess it's a problem. So, (laughs) but I was dying at that whole like share and Sonia just not getting like what she was talking about like sony was just rambling and being like i like all the positions blah, blah, blah. and then she got up and literally i thought she was gonna hook up with luann oh 100 the sonia morgan method was in full display <laughs> i was like she she got up in the booty hole she pulled her close and was like ready to go i if they would have had a few more with, if luann would have had a few more drinks it could have happened and she did it with such reckless abandon to which i'm like Oh, Sonia, are, are, are men just throwing you around and you're just like letting them uh. t- like, no, got to get a, a, a good man who can treat you right. God, I wish we found someone via the matchmaker this year. For Sonia. I'm sure she'll I'm sure she'll get set up on many more dates and she will be fine. Like like Luann said at the end, they're all going to come when Leah was like breaking down. She's like, <laughs> the man is going to come. The man will come. Also, I-, I was pleasantly surprised about how everyone's boobs looked. Okay, everyone looked so good with the the nipple pasties, but I just have to say, I felt, uh, I didn't know how to feel. Let me say that. When Ramona literally straight tongue licks Sonia's (laughs) nipple to put on the pasty, I am sorry. I am sorry. She was the perfect amount of drunk. She was the perfect amount of she could have like She could have licked the pasty and put it on. No, she had to lick Sonia's full nipple to get that pasty suck it was crazy to me but yes everyone looked amazing the house though looked like a disaster after a true disaster like like a hurricane had come through and i say hurricane just because it's apropos at the moment but it was (laughs) because you're um, dealing with one it was a mess i loved the valentine's day stories as well there was a lot of storytelling this episode which is why i think we enjoyed it so much the valentine's day stories were so sweet uh, okay, okay, I had to write this down because when when um, Leah was like, yeah, one of the most romantic things that Rob ever did for me was he sent me a telegram and Luann immediately goes, a singing telegram? It's like, <laughs> you can't fucking help yourself. Like, relax. She never can. No. A singing telegram. <laughs> it's like, who are you? And, but I really, I thought that was really sweet. Like, watching Leah, like, process, like, emotions about Rob and about uh, her, about Kier and about their, you know, weird little family. I just... Ah, just it was one of those moments where I was like, why wasn't this happening all season? You know? 
Exactly. I would have loved to see this a lot more than four episodes about her. I mean, even though my heart goes out to her for losing her grandmother, obviously I've been there, but it was just like, this was so much better. This was such more intriguing. Also, I think Luann should like have a, like I, as much as you know, I am not a fan of Luann. I think she would be great doing like a show, like a funny, like web series where she gives like dating advice from the countess. Cause she was like spitting out oh, yeah. how to get a man left and right. She was like on it. Oh, but also, and I know we were probably gonna mention this later, but I'll just say it now. She would have to compete with Sonia's comedy cabrolesque. Hmm. Luann kind of has I... to stick. Luann has to stay in her own lane now because the market's growing with middle-aged women creating cabrolesques and Sonia's is going to be a comedy one. So I don't know about that. In the fall. So it must be opening soon. Cause what? Oh, Oh, well I went to go check my Apple watch and it's completely dead. <laughs> well, if it's happening this fall, you got that. That should be your trip out here is coming to see Sonia in cabrolesque. Okay. So I also thought of something that would be fun to do on the pod today. Uh, inspired by something that happened on the episode. So, because you know, they went to the Greek restaurant and they did the plate breaking and they want, they said, out with this and in with this. And I wanted to know, Edward, what if you had a plate, what would you be out with? If you're out with this, and I think this is good because now we're, we're getting out of the pandemic where like our lives are, are starting again. Out with this, in with this, what would you do? Okay, this is tricky. This is like, this is hard. Uh, you know, like Sony, I want to be free of the house. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> that was so funny when she was like, when she said that. Um, no, I think what I want to be out with is self-doubt. Damn. You know? That was mine. But I wanted to, I have another word that is pretty much the same thing. So, yes. Excellent. Excellent. I wanted, I want to, you know, out with self-doubt and just like not believing in myself and what I can do and what I can achieve. And I think in with. Yes. I'm just going to say yes to things that, you know, I've, I've said no for a lot because I've held a lot of limitations because of the self-doubt. So if it's out with self-doubt, yes to everything that's going to come to my life. Snaps to that, girl. That's great. I love that. Yeah, self-doubt was going to be mine, but like... Yeah, what are yours? Anxiety. Out, out with anxiety. Okay. In with courage. You know, oh. out with anxiety, in with some courage. I, I have some stuff that's coming up that like I got to be brave for. And I like, I want to be brave. So out with anxiety, in with some courage and some bravery, you know? I think, I think that's great. Yeah. I like that. I like that. And I think you're going to do, I think those things you're going to do incredible. Thanks. So the courage Thanks. will be there. Thanks. All right. Let's get to this identity. The main event, as it were. <laughs> swap dinner. Okay. First of all, Luann sitting upstairs with her note cards doing the character work in the mirror for Ebony was brilliant. Oh, my God. Did she, did she go to Yale? Because that's 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 the work. That's the MFA drama school work right there. Just sitting there being like, I just want to get Ebony down to a, like a T. I want to have her. <laughs> I, I, I have expected her to start doing like vocal, like red leather, yellow leather. Like I, I, I thought she was going to start doing like dictation exercises to get herself going. <laughs> collective queens can we get together for a hug like that's what she kept saying i was like dear lord ramona or not ramona Lu- luann as ebony was a lot who did ramona, you think though yeah so who did you think was who did you think was the best like who killed their impersonation okay because i know who i who's my pick i know mine so i gotta say i'm i'm stuck okay here's the thing i'm stuck between ebony as luann uh-huh because she was so great uh-huh. And Leah as Ramona. And the only reason 
I'm taking Leo as Ramona, maybe not as insane Ebony as Luann, is because the Ramona was right. That dress was not Ramona. There was a better dress she could have worn for Ramona. But I thought Ebony was great with the microphone all night and the tiara and the coat and the red dress and just the way she talked about everything. And oh, she, like, she put it on. Ebony was, in my opinion, the clear winner. I thought Ramona actually was like second place. I thought like Ramona was really close. Popping a gum with the hot cat. Well, like, and she the, was... the hair and the some of the gestures were so good. Like I was, I was impressed. Sonia, I couldn't describe her look. Anything other than looks like a '90s alternative pop rock singer, like the woman who sings. What's going on? Like, I feel like that's the outfit she would wear. That's like, what she was wearing, and that's what Bershawn wears on a daily it's basis. It's the hat. It's the hat. The hat. The hat. She looked ridiculous. I think Bershawn and Sonia definitely did the least amount of work. They just were themselves just saying, like, catchphrases of, of the other person. But, I mean, I, I thought Sonia was, like, at least, I thought she was kind of getting the voice in. I thought Bershawn was like, whatever about this. I'm going to wear some fur and be like, uh, 21 century, like, here we go. But I have to say that... I think this them identity swapping and kind of going with their foil for the season or like their enemy uh-huh. was truly therapy for them because I feel like at the end of this, they were all were able to kind of just get there and get together and just connect. And they each gave those speeches about the other person, like or as the other person uh-huh. where they did some of their lines and they did the whole thing. And I was like, this is really great to see because they're kind of stepping into someone else's shoes and kind of figuring out who they are, which is what they needed to do. Episode two. Yeah, absolutely. And I loved Leah's speech at the very end of the episode. And I feel like it wasn't really for them. It was for America. It was like for the viewers. I think, I feel like she was sort of trying to say like, we we know what we've filmed. <laughs> we know what like show we've sort of put together this season. And for better or for worse, like we're kind of really happy it worked out the way it did because we kind of are a reflection of what's going on right now in our country and i actually agree like it is a little slice of like people colliding now with their views and their beliefs and what's in their hearts and trying to find the middle and i i actually thought i thought i thought this was a great finale uh did you notice though that there's they're doing a special never before like a a, like a a bts like deleted scenes episode next week because they still haven't figured out the reunion i guess yeah, there's still no reunion. Like, that's that's uh, the thing. is like, they're already filming. Like, Andy posted, like, we're getting ready to film the Beverly Hills reunion. And that's, like, getting filmed this week or next week. And we still have no news about New York's reunion. It's wild to me. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, they have to have one. Not having a reunion is going to be really bad for New York. Like, it's not going to oh. be, like... I mean, people will still watch it. Like, I'm still going to watch the reunion, but, like, I want... I mean, the reunion needs to come next week. They need to figure it out. Well, and I'm actually kind of glad. Like, if they can pull it off, I'm glad it's actually happening now because we're getting the most up-to-date information. You know? Because sometimes these reunions are held and then literally two weeks go by and some big, huge revelations happened and everything that was said at the reunion means nothing, like, now. So I'm kind of... If it happens, like, it's kind of nice that it's happening... Like right now. Well, we'll see what happens. I like where all the ladies are going. I like it. It seems like everyone's on the up and up. I feel bad that Ebony hasn't met her dad yet, which I thought she would by this point. I have a but feeling it also, that's more have... COVID stuff. I think that that's like, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um, but, yeah, but yeah, everyone seems to be doing well. I'm going to go see that comedy cabaret You'll catch me seeing that. <laughs> Sonya mean, Morgan, you better watch seat. it. I'll be front row. Yeah, I'll be Hell like, yeah. Mm-mm. Okay, should we get to Beverly Hills? 
So let's talk about Beverly Hills and the Dinner Party from Hell Part 2. Okay. Wow. I have to say, I was nervous when they had the title Dinner Party from Hell Part 2. I know people were like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's going to be so great. And I was like, will it live up to Dinner Party from Hell Part 1? Dinner Party from Hell Part 1, in case y'all forgot, was iconic. The vape, the psychic, the drama. It was just... Season 1. It's a time camp. Season one of this franchise like it was iconic this episode was great i i feel like it was a dinner party from hell because it just got so intense intense and the way that (sighs) sutton and erica and dorit and curse it's just every single person had their role and they played it to the perfect level i agree and i went i kept going back and forth like every thing that someone said I was like oh that's a good point oh that's a good point oh like I can't imagine what they all must be feeling in real time I keep saying real time this episode sorry guys I can't imagine what they must feel living it you know it just was wild I though I have to say I agree with Kyle that Sutton is being very like bold and like saying all of this stuff when Erica's not around and then when Erica comes around she really lightens it up and does not say everything that she is saying behind her back. I get why Kyle is frustrated and I get why if I'm Erica, let, let's put aside Erica's like innocence and guilt aside for a second. But if I'm Erica and Sutton, like I'm hearing all the shit that Sutton is saying and then Sutton just is like, so I just want to like touch base with you and like talk about like what happened last time. and just want to like make sure you're okay. If I was Erica, I'd be like, no, fuck you. I know that you're lying. You are, you're, that's not what you're saying to everybody else. And I'm good. Like, we don't have to talk because my opinion, your opinion doesn't matter. Like, I thought Erica showed a lot of restraint and I don't think she was that mean. Considering. No, I don't think. So, yeah. So, I mean, at the beginning of the episode, we saw like Sutton and Kyle talk like one-on-one and at that park talk and the confessionals, Sutton is like running her mouth. That one line where she's like, you make a deal with the devil. The devil always comes knocking. I was like, oh my gosh. And then she gets to the thing and she's like trying to be all sweet and Southern, which I get in some sense of her being like, all right, she knows the shit I talked. We got to figure this out. I got to be like, I have to talk to her. Obviously we're sitting next to each other. So like, let's be like, let's just talk it out and kind of be sweet. Well, because the other women, to me, the other women are pretty like, sure. Are there a couple tiny things like some one liners that they're not, rehashing with Erica sure like that I understand like Dorit not saying well Erica I think that your life is diametrically the opposite of what I thought it was like not that is not helpful but Dorit is saying Dorit keeps saying over and over like Erica I'm trying to support you but I'm also trying to like keep in mind that there are real people out here who have been majorly fucked over and your husband most likely did all these things so like, what do you want me to do? I totally, I see that in Dorit. I see it in Kyle. I see it in uh, Garcelle even a little bit too. But I think Garcelle's argument that like, we're all going after Sutton and we're not going after Dorit is bullshit. Cause Sutton, it'd be one thing if Sutton was saying all this and then saying it exactly to Erica being like, Hey, this is me unfiltered. This is what I think. I wouldn't agree with Sutton, but I would at least have respect for her. But I don't now. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, that's kind of a tricky, like a, a fence that I'm on because at the same time, like, Sutton is kind of going toe to toe with Erica at this dinner. And I kind of did respect Sutton for being like, this is what everyone's thinking. And I'm the the least close to you. So I'm going to be the one to say it because you know, Kyle's thinking that, you know, Dorit's thinking that like all these things, like they're 
Dorit and Kyle and Garcelle are being like, I'm trying to understand to be like nice and a friend, but at the same time, you know, they're thinking the same exact thing that Sutton's thinking. They're in the same mind frame that they are. They're like, this woman is lying to us. She's pulling the wool over eyes. There's more than she knew. I, I just see. I, I, think I, I the feel women, like they're more on side than Sutton knows. I and think, I don't think they're on Erica's side. Uh, I think they're genuinely like between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. I think they want to be on Erica's side, except for Garcelle. I don't think Garcelle really cares one no. way or the other. I think Garcelle just wants there to be justice, which I think is great. I think that Dorit and Kyle, I think the women want to be on Erica's side. And I think that's the difference. I don't think Sutton wants to be on Erica's side. But I also agree that like, I thought Erica was, I thought it was smart for Erica to say, Kathy Hilton is sitting here and breaking bread with me. And she doesn't seem to be freaking out about all things you're freaking out about. And Kathy actually has like, it's Kathy fucking Hilton. So if yeah. Kathy Hilton, who has the, has more name brand recognition than any of us here is okay then you should be okay with your reputation, with whatever. Like, again, if Sutton was just, like, rallying hard for the victims and the and and Tom and all the horrible things he did, that'd be one thing. But Sutton keeps bringing up Augusta and her small town and her image and her reputation and yada, 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 because that's what she really cares about. Dorit saying, hey, Erica, like, be fair, like our names are going to get brought up every time that you're in the press. Like that is fair. But to think that any of them will be implicated or culpable, I think that's a, a little bit of a stretch at the moment. I think them being subpoenaed is a little bit of a stretch. I think that's a little bit of drama that we don't really need. Well, I mean, I, I, I them being, having to be like involved, whether it, you know, be like accountable for anything. I don't think so. The subpoena, I do think that they could be bringing in these ladies to ask about Erica's lifestyle. They could be bringing in these ladies to ask about any trips they took with her, any things they've seen her with. I can see these ladies having to go to court, but not because sudden. They're going to be not sudden witnesses. though. Not sudden. It would never be sudden. It would be Kyle. It would be no. someone who's been on the show for forever. No. And I understand that. But at the same time, if you're just on the show, if I was on the show with someone and they've been on for whatever seasons, I'm like, I'm going to, swooped up with this like every other story that gets swooped up I'm gonna have to go and do something and if I have a lot of money I'm gonna be like okay to my lawyer all right this thing's happening with someone that I'm acquainted with that I'm on a show am I am I gonna be involved at all will I be subpoenaed is this gonna happen she just asked she just went to the lawyer to ask but I think I don't understand what the big deal like you know what I mean like it's a deal because no because, one else did it no it'd be, it would be one thing if she was like hey we're good right like I think we're good but we're good right and then that's it but so, you're just going to trust I, Erica's word no, I'm, and not a no, lawyer? No, 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 no. I'm just saying none of them knew, none of us knew any of this until yes. it hit the press. And it's very clear, and that's very evident. And it's all on television. No lawyer is going to sit there and look at any of these women and go, oh, Erica's talked to one of these girls. That's not, like, that's ridiculous. And none of them knew about it. None of them, like, none of this has anyone's names on it but the Girardis. Again, I get feeling weird being around her while this is going on. And I get feeling horrible about what's being accused, what Tom's being accused of and wanting justice for the victims. But getting, going so far to be like, I'm going to get, I'm going to have to go to court and I'm going to have to like testify. Like, that's a little ridiculous. We're not there yet. Erica doesn't even know what the hell's going on with her yet. It seems like, but I would rather be in front of it than be waiting till I get a subpoena and then being to my lawyer, be like, what do I need to do with this? This no, is no, I would crazy. wait. I would wait until I got a subpoena. 
I would wait and then go, okay, I got a subpoena. What do I need to do? I don't know anything and I never did. So what do I have to say? If you have a lawyer on, on retainer, you you're going to just got text them No, if you them. have something to hide, yeah, I would start freaking out. So if Sutton and well, she's Dorit dealing have with things, this crazy divorce. If she Sutton, already has to do with all these legal things. If Sutton and Dorit have some financial things that they don't want brought to light, and that's why they're freaking out, you know, maybe that's why. And that's fine. They should do it. But, like, I don't get why Erica's all hissy about it. Like, I'd be like, yeah, protect yourselves. Make sure you guys are fine. Oh, no, no, I no. no. Don't get me wrong. I, care about I, I thought Erica's reaction to all of this was justified until Garcelle tried to talk to her. Garcelle tried to wipe a tear away from her face. She moved her face. And then Dorit is you trying to talk to her. Yeah. Unbelievable. You can let go of me now. I mean, it was phenomenal acting. But, like, it was ridiculous. And then the look at me, look at me, look at my life. And, like, the why are you badgering me? It's like, okay. Why are you doing this to me? Why are I'm you doing tortured. this to me? It's like, wait a second, Erica. Calm down. And I'm glad Kyle was like, wait, 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 Erica, wait. This was about you and Sutton and you two talking honestly and that's all this was. This was not about me or or Dorit or Garcelle. Like, that's not what this was about. Like, calm down. Like, Erica lost well, me right then when she, like, went, you know, zero to 60 well, with the emotional reaction. Well, Matthew, you need to know. You need to love thy neighbor as yourself. Rina! <laughs> with, your, with your crazy, weird, like, Ziggy Stardust haircut. Like, what are you talking about? Like, petting the dog? I, like, I I have to say, she walked in. She walked in, and I was laying on the couch, so I was kind of watching it sideways, like the show. And she walks in. I'm like, who's this twink on my screen? I was like, oh, wait, no, that's Lisa <laughs> Renna. Uh, I also loved uh, – real quick side note before we get back to the drama. I loved um, the server. Patrick, Patrick, the gay butler. What a, what a gem. The gay, the gay French butler who was literally just... shaking, delivering everything to everyone. Did you see his hands? He was terrified. Well, because when you have Erica going off and he's trying to put a pork chop on her fucking plate, <laughs> what is he supposed to do? So, yeah, Erica lost me when she went wide with the emotional reaction. Like, I'm kind of in this place where I'm team Kyle and Kathy and Garcelle and Dorit. I'm very confused about Erica I'm definitely not Team Sutton. I'm disappointed in Erica. Yeah, it's it's there's just a lot going on in my brain. Yeah, well, on a lighter note, I would love to go to a party at Kathy's house. That and caviar pie looked like it was crazy. The private label vodka. I liked when Kathy was like, "Where'd you get the caviar?" She's like, "I brought it in from the moon." <laughs> like <laughs> the caviar pie. Like I'm, I've never been a person that's like, "Oh, I have to try caviar," but that caviar pie looked really good. You just like anything that's somewhat of a cake. Like, let's be real. You no, saw the fluffiness in your life. I'm a pie person, not a pie. cake person. Pie. Well, I, yes, pie. Razzleberry pie. Gotta get it. Oh, y'all. Okay. Life hack, everyone. Listen up. Go to your local grocer. Go to the frozen aisle. Find the Marie Callender's Razzleberry bake pie. Just stick it in the oven and you let it cool for a couple hours. Your life will be changed. You're welcome. It's delicious. <laughs> we got to say. Uh, uh, well, so, if you find one cockroach, you find them all. Yeah. Yeah, so, so they had a lot of good lines, I got to say. With the, with, yeah, I, with the Erica stuff, I, I, I think, I don't know. I really don't. I think that she's all over the place and she's, I don't know. I think she, if she had stayed calm and cool and just said, uh, Sutton, I don't want to talk to you. We'll talk later. Or we won't talk at all. Like let bygones be bygones. I feel like she would have been better off. Uh, I think she thinks that showing this 
strong emotion on camera. Stoic. Gonna, yeah, it's going to help her. I don't know. The Garcelle thing really flew. Like, Garcelle's really trying to be there for her. And Erica acting like she's, like, hurting her. It just, it was, why? It was really It's bizarre. It's bizarre. You can let go of me now. Like, that part just, like, I got chills. I was like, I don't want Erica to ever say that to me. No. That Not was that so she ever chilling. Would. I mean, but, but Sutton has to be... While I might agree with what's where Sutton's coming from and where where she is trying to figure all this out, I lose her in her delivery and her timing mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. her yeah delivery and timing and like just the, the manner with which she tries to broach these conversations. She's just not good at it, and she makes herself she look just like an ha- idiot. Yeah, it's just she just kind of unabashedly just kind of just goes in and is like, I gotta ask this question now, and it's like, yeah. no, gotta play the game a little bit more. Yeah, and just tiptoe a little bit more <laughs> but god again beverly hills and potomac though the, they're really just episode after episode after episode it just like just hitting us with all this good stuff i did really want quick want to th- uh, say something about dorit and pk i actually like all the names that they were coming up with for the dresses i can't say the same thing for the dresses like i thought some of th- i thought some of the dresses were cute some were not the only one i liked was the woman yeah. The one with like the shoulder. Yeah. The, the actress arm. and the the pearl had a lot of great elements, but there were like a couple things that I was like, oh no, something that off. Yeah, something off. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of funny watching them work together. And then I love when Kyle and Mauricio have a private moment. I love when they just bask in like they their love and their all their re- hard work uh, and their, you know. They had their I almost said they had the reunion. They had their anniversary. It was yeah. so sweet. Twenty five years. Can you believe? I mean, can you believe 25? I, yes. I pointed to my glasses. <laughs> 25,000. Can you believe? Oh, God. 25 years. Well, also, uh, my roommate, you know, Kelsey, she made a really funny thing. And she was like, Marisa kind of looks like Sid from Ice Age. And I'd never seen it before. <laughs> and it, the more you look at him, he's like a hot Sid. He is. Oh, my God. I have to go. I'm going to Google that after we're done with this. But I like in my head, I can see it. Well, oh. I think we mentioned it all. Eddie, we were able to successfully record a pod 3,000 miles away from each other. I think that is... 3,000 miles? Pat on the back, man. That's how far you are, 3,000 miles? Yeah. Like, roughly. From from LA that's, to New York? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. D- that's well, what Vanessa Carlton was singing about. She took off to, She took off 2,000. But that's what Vanessa Carlton was singing about. Where was she going with 5,000 miles? No, because you know I'd walk 1,000 miles. Oh, 1,000 miles. She took off 2,000. Why did I think it was I would walk 5,000 miles? Oh, no, she added on. Or I I don't know. (laughs) I math and numbers and you are No, because what you're doing is you're combining, oh, I would walk 500 miles. That's it. And you're combining, I would walk 1,000 miles. And so then you're adding 5 to 1,000, 5,000. Thank you. That's exactly what I did. And that's your brain for the day. (laughs) Thank you. Well, I think we mentioned it all. Uh, I will be seeing you, I guess, the next time on September 7th on my TV screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, y'all. Check out your DVRs, Vanderpump Rules, Tuesday night, the 7th. I think it's a Tuesday. I could be fucking making that up. but I think it's a Tuesday. Yeah. So uh, check us out. You'll know what we look like now because we're not on social. And no, and that's not what we look like. Oh yeah, we look a lot better. Uh, yeah, actually, thank you for saying that. We look so much better than that. We do not look. We are. And drunk. We are. We look gross in those. I'm sure we do. They sent some pre photos, and I'm like, oh yikes. But 
If you want to see the photos we took, we'll be posting that on our social media by searching at Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T in B-R-A-V-O-D. And if you aren't already, you can subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And I'll see you soon, Matthew. Bye, Eddie. Bye, y'all. We'll see you next week.